You're listening to Nonprofit Confidential, episode number 55. Welcome back to Nonprofit Confidential. I'm your host, Sheila Nimishakavi. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I know many of you are tuning in from home since we are advised to stay home and implement social distancing. I know it's been a crazy few weeks so far, and the uncertainty of the coronavirus has many of us feeling a bit anxious. On the personal side, we want to make sure that our loved ones are safe and On the professional side, we want to make sure that we have a functioning organization. It's all kind of up in the air right now. We don't know what the next few weeks are going to have in store for us. So if you're feeling like things are a little out of your control right now, you are absolutely not alone. I'm right there with you. It seems like every time I turn on the news, I get a fresh wave of anxiety, but I'm a planner. So for me, when things feel a little out of control, the thing that helps me most is making a plan for what I can do and focusing all of my energy on that. So on today's podcast, I'm going to answer a couple of questions that I've received the most in the last week, and I hope my answers will help you begin to make a plan for your organization moving forward. So let's just dive right in. The most common question that I've been getting is some form of, is it appropriate to be fundraising right now? My answer is a yes, but. So yes, it's appropriate to be fundraising, but we need to be sensitive and compassionate. Just as we are struggling with this new normal, so are our donors. Many of our donors may be facing trouble with their own businesses, or they may have a loved one who's in the hospital. I think it's safe to say that there isn't a person exempt from worry right now. So we just need to be sensitive to that and recognize that our nonprofit may not be top of mind for them right now. So let's ease into the conversation. I would really recommend getting in touch with your tried and true donors. Obviously, you know your donors best and how to best communicate with them. But maybe you can send out emails to them and just say, hey, I wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing, as well as give you an update on what we're doing over here at our nonprofit. Would you like to schedule some time to hop on a call? Along with the idea, when you're on a call with your donors, really listen to them and maybe even ask them how you can help them. If they own a small business right now and they're struggling, maybe you can offer to post about them on your social media and encourage people to buy gift cards to their business or something. I think through all of this craziness, the thing that your donors will remember most is how you made them feel. And I know you know this, but I'll say it anyway, that you don't want to pressure them into giving to your organization. We always want to make sure that our donors feel good about their gift and that they feel like they are contributing to something bigger than themselves. I know it's really hard right now because you may be feeling the pressure or you may be feeling anxious and like you won't have enough funding. But when you try to talk to donors from that mindset, so from that scarcity, there isn't enough to go around mindset, it comes through in your voice and it provokes anxiety in others. So maybe before you call your donors, don't watch the news. 
Don't get riled up about the election. Focus on gratitude for all that you do have and for the good that your nonprofit is doing in your community. Focus on the gratitude for the donors you have and for their support. And then pick up the phone and chat with them. Overall, I think nonprofits should stick with their current plan. So if you have an appeal that goes out every April, there's no need to put that off. You just want to be sensitive to the current situation. So what do I mean by being sensitive to the current situation? Well, you definitely want to keep your community abreast of the changes you are making to how you run your nonprofit during this time. For instance, one of my clients is a nonprofit that offers mindfulness courses. These are usually in person and they really foster a sense of community. But right now they're moving everything to being online. So part of their donor communications was letting their donors know that A, they're aware of the health crisis and B, they are actively taking measures to ensure the safety of their community. I've heard that some museums have had to close their doors to the public and so instead are offering virtual tours and virtual programming. So these are the types of things that you want to communicate to your donors to let them know that you are doing what you can in order to continue to serve. Earlier today, I had a call with the leader of an organization that provides adaptive sports equipment for youth with disabilities. Obviously, they can't run their typical programs right now, so while they are offering virtual training, they are actually also pairing up their youth with volunteers to play online games. So it's nothing physical or sports-related, but it's a way for them to continue to serve their youth in some way. So these are the types of things that your donors want to hear. It's not all doom and gloom, please help us. Rather, it's time to showcase how creative your nonprofit is being, how resilient you are, and how committed you are to your community. Those are the types of messages that inspire donors and make them want to be a part of what you're doing. Finally, as you continue to fundraise, the last thing I would suggest is just to make sure that everyone on your team is on the same page. This may go without saying, but you really want to make sure that all of your fundraisers know what program staff are up to and what changes have been made. So you definitely just want to make sure that any messaging that goes out offers clear, consistent communication. Here's the thing. You know this information. I know you do. I'm reiterating it here to give you validation that you are on the right track. There truly is no right or wrong thing to do right now. I can't come on a podcast and tell you exactly what to do and give you all the answers. You know your nonprofit best and you know your community best. So use your intuition to make these decisions. And as long as you come from a place of compassion and kindness and gratitude, you can't go wrong. Donors will continue to give to your nonprofit. Okay, let's move on to the next commonly asked question right now. My nonprofit has our biggest fundraiser scheduled in the coming month. We depend on this income to get us through the year. I know we are going to have to cancel the event, but is there anything we can do to ensure we raise the funding we need to sustain our work? For so many nonprofits, the springtime is fundraising event season, and these events bring in crucial unrestricted funding for organizations. But 
we all know large gatherings are either not permitted or highly discouraged at the moment. So how can you raise the funding you need without the event? Well, I think the best thing you can do is act early. Even if your event is one month from now, go ahead and start fundraising right now. There's no reason to wait until you're closer to the day of your event to reach out to your community. Even if events are permitted by the time your fundraising event is scheduled, we have no guarantee that people will attend. Your guests may still be practicing an abundance of caution and opting out of any large gathering. So the first thing you want to do is take a look at what you had budgeted to net from this event and then evaluate where that funding was expected to come from. Let me clarify. So if you know you're canceling your event and any expenses you had budgeted for the event are now not going to be incurred, you can simply look at the net for the event. However, if you will have some expenses, for instance, perhaps you can't get your deposit back on the venue, then that should be taken into consideration. So you want to add your expenses to the amount of income so that your net ends up being what you had originally budgeted to make from this event. Okay, once you've determined the amount of money that needs to be raised for your organization to reach its budget, now you need to determine what sources you are expecting this income to come from. If you are expecting corporate sponsorships, you need to reach out to your sponsors and let them know that this event may not occur. But let them know that you would still really like to partner with them in other ways. For instance, if your organization decides to host a virtual event, you can still include sponsors this way. Since we're all stuck at home, even more eyes are tuning into our social media, so it's also a great opportunity to showcase your corporate sponsors on social media. So first, you want to salvage those corporate sponsors. That being said, it's very possible that some companies will want to renege on their sponsorships or decrease their sponsorship amount due to their own economic hardships. So if that's the case, what can you do? I would suggest asking the company to reach out to their employees for donations. They can reach out to their entire listserv and let their community know that the company was a sponsor for this event, but now it's being canceled and they still want to offer their support. Ideally, they'll match whatever is raised up to an amount that they feel comfortable donating. If it's a company of, say, 100 people and each person donates $100, that could be the amount of their sponsorship right there. Even if each person can donate $25 or $50, that's something and every little bit counts. With corporate sponsorships, you definitely want to get creative. Don't just take no for an answer. So if you feel like it's appropriate, go ahead and ask for other ways the company can stay involved with your fundraiser. It may not be at the level that you wanted or what they had originally promised to do for your organization, but like I said, every little bit helps. And depending on the type of work that you do, your services may be needed now more than ever, and companies may even be more generous with their funding. So even though when you watch the news and you see the stock market crumble, let's not take that and assume that every company is going to be pulling back on donations. Companies are made up of people, after all. 
And I really think that there is a real sense of unity and wanting to get past this pandemic and to do what's best for our communities. So reach out and get creative with those corporate sponsors. When we look at what the fundraising event was projected to raise from individuals, the same idea holds true. Every little bit helps. So you want to be really transparent with your entire donor community. Let them know how much this fundraiser was projected to bring in and that it's a significant amount that your organization needs to be able to serve your community. In fact, I suspect that many of you will see an increase in the need for your services in the aftermath of this pandemic. So in reality, in order to help the community, you really may need more funding than you had originally projected. So first, reach out to your largest donors and ensure they are able to keep up with what they typically give for this fundraising event. Try to get confirmation from this group on the amount that they are able to contribute And then you'll have a sense of the gap that you're going to need to fill with the broader donor community. From there, you'll want to update the fundraising amount. So now that you've received some sort of confirmation from your corporate sponsors and from your biggest donors, now what's left to raise? This is the amount that you want to reach out to your entire community with. So let me give you an example. Let's say your fundraising event was projected to raise $250,000. You've reached out to your corporate sponsors to let them know that the in-person event was canceled and some stayed on as sponsors and others backed out. So now you have confirmed $50,000 in corporate sponsorships. Then you reached out to your largest individual donors to confirm their support. And as a whole, all of your top donors confirm another $25,000 in support. That means so far you've raised $75,000 of a projected $250,000. So now you want to reach out to your entire donor community to let them know that the event has been canceled, but you still really need to raise the funds from this event. So you'll let them know that the event was projected to bring in $250,000, Thanks to generous support from XYZ Companies and ABC Families, you already have $75,000 in support, but you still need to raise $175,000 more. Finally, let your community know how urgent this request is. You're essentially replacing a fundraising event with an appeal, so your case needs to be really compelling. If you know the need for your services will skyrocket because of the economic downturn, then let your community know that's what you anticipate. If you need this funding to keep the doors open, let your community know that. In my opinion, the more transparent you can be, the better. From what I've experienced, when I'm upfront with a donor about current needs and how their funding will support it, I'm most successful in getting what I ask for. And the last thing I would suggest doing is offering a specific dollar amount as a suggested donation. So for instance, if you need to raise $175,000 and the list of your donors is 3,000 people, you could even say something like, if everyone on this list gives just $60, we will hit our goal. If everyone on this list gives $100, we could help an additional X number of people. During times like this, when you can make the ask really manageable for people, you're more likely to hear yes. 
So while you definitely want to confirm your larger gifts from major donors, you also want to invest in that kind of grassroots micro fundraising because truly every single gift helps. Okay, so to summarize, if you have to cancel a fundraising event, you want to, one, get in touch with corporate sponsors and get confirmation of their support. Two, get in touch with major donors and confirm their support. Three, determine the amount that remains to be raised. Four, send out an appeal to your entire community of donors. This appeal should very clearly and transparently describe the urgent need your organization is facing right now. And this appeal should also very clearly ask for a specific dollar amount for a specific purpose. Once again, the most important piece with any communication regarding a canceled event is just compassion and gratitude. And again, you just want to be sensitive to the current situation. So make sure you inform your community about the changes you are making, not just on canceling the event, but how are you running programs differently? How are you serving your community differently? And the last question that I want to end on is whether you should have a virtual event to replace an in-person event. And for this, I feel like it depends on your donor community, which of course you know them best. So if you have a community of donors that participates online, maybe they're really engaged with social media or you've had really successful virtual giving days in the past, then you may be able to replace your in-person event with a virtual event. I do think that you should really brainstorm and strategize different ways to make a virtual event feel more like a fundraising event, make it feel a bit more special. So for instance, if you were going to have a special keynote or have participants speak at your fundraising event, are there ways that you can get them to offer that same information virtually? Um, If you have an auction at your event, is there any way that you can get that to be virtual as well? There's a lot of thought that goes into the different ways to fundraise at an in-person event. So ideally, um, if you're going to have a virtual event, you want to start to think about ways you can take that into consideration and, you know, make the virtual event fun. Are there other ways that you can get creative in fundraising virtually? It can't just be, you know, let's throw up a fundraising page and call it a virtual day of giving to replace a fundraising event. You really need to get creative and think about all of the different ways that you can engage your donors virtually just as you would during an in-person live fundraising event. So that being said, if your donor community has not engaged with your organization online and perhaps they're more of an in-person event going type of donor community, then your best bet is still going to be to replace your live event with that appeal that we had just talked about. Again, you know your community best, so you know whether your donors are the event-going type, they love an in-person event, and a virtual event may not cut it for them. You may need to send out an appeal and hop on the phones and just engage your donors that way. On the other hand, you may have a community of donors that really engages with your organization online, and they would be just as engaged with the virtual event as they would with an in-person event. 
The other option to consider is that you have a community of your donors who may actually feel very engaged with a virtual event, um, but because you typically have an in-person fundraising event, maybe you haven't had the opportunity to explore virtual fundraising quite yet. So now may be an opportunity to kind of tag team. So for those donors that you know would not like to actually participate in a virtual event, you can steward through direct mail and through phone calls, but you can also host a virtual event and kind of target those donors that you haven't been able to get in touch with in the past. I think that comes down to a capacity issue. You definitely want to make sure that your fundraisers have the resources to make both events um, or both campaigns rather successful. So maybe you could even consider spreading them out. So for instance, maybe do a direct mail appeal and the phone calls with your donors first and then host the virtual event down the road. So there's a lot of options for fundraising right now, even in the midst of everything going on. So please, please, please don't get discouraged and do make the ask. So these are just a few of the questions that have come up most frequently. I'm sure more will come up in the coming days. So please reach out anytime with your questions. I definitely want to help your nonprofit weather the storm. Your work and your services are needed. So please email your questions to hello at thirdsuite.com or you can join our private Facebook group for free. Simply head over to thirdsuite.com and join from our homepage or search for Nonprofit Confidential within Facebook groups. For notes from today's episode, visit thirdsuite.com forward slash 55. And I just want to end by saying that I'm so grateful for all that you're doing in our communities. Nonprofits are out there every day. They're out there right now making sure families are getting meals, getting housed, staying healthy. You are a resilient bunch, so thank you for all that you're doing. I hope you and your families stay safe and healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.